Hot seat driving at it. Hot seat going up the best in the middle and grabbed the lead at one. Hot seat by a long head to either vintage quarter. And Remus is coming back. Coming back really well on the inside. They hit it a bobber. Maybe Loremus just from under the eyeball. Welcome to Fourth Not First, coming at you Wednesday night. Ash didn't have to go and mow the lawns at uh, the Molden Golf Course tonight. But I can tell you what, the Tigers season is officially over because Ash has lost his uh, Tigers paraphernalia. There's no pyjamas, there's no hats, there's no there's no nothing. Uh, Ash, it's over? Yeah. yeah, it's basically over, boys. It's basically over. Season's over. Um, we did just re-sign Shy Bolton though, so uh, the details haven't actually come out of how many years and how much money yet, but must be pretty lucrative. But um, he wants to probably play a bit more like his first half of the year form than his second half. Uh, takes one hanger and put the cue in the rack. Yeah, that's anyway, true. They are talking him up. All Australian selection and all this sort of crap. He's not big like um, Dusty though. Like carrying that whole team on his back, must like he's not as robust as Dusty. And he's not as good at it either. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, that's uh, so all the uh, yeah other AFL experts can put their theories aside. He's re-signing, so. Um, Committed to the Tigers. Um, Unlike you. I'm, yeah, well, I'm actually – is this is this Melbourne blue? Uh, it's, it's close. It's actually navy blue, mate. It's, uh, it is navy. It's just yeah, navy blue. But that's the wrong horse to get you're on. on. You're on the T train. <laughs> Let me find a, I'll find a bit of red or something to put on. Oh, there you go. Look yeah. at that. Uh, yeah, anyway. It'd be all right. It's – and of course, with us as always is Russell Healy, owner operator of Healy Bloodstock. How are you, Russell? Ah, oh, yeah, not too bad. Any week after a Carlton win is a good week. Doesn't happen very often. <laughs> Great week, absolutely. Yeah, exciting times down at the. Uh, I mean, Al Clarkson. Right? Well, that's very it. interesting. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens there. I wouldn't be too unhappy about that. Until about that. many clubs would. Three games into the season, and you'll want his throat too. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> We're not um, picky. We just whoever's in front of us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, unlike the well, bloke that you just spell your name on the application and you're in. Unlike the bloke that you just threw under the bus. Who? T. It's what are you talking about? He's still our coach. Oh. I don't talk about. Well, for three more weeks. <laughs> oh, well, still a lot of water to go under the breeze there. Yes. See what happens. Plenty. And so, uh, Ash, what's been happening down the farm? Oh, it's just been raining. Uh, wet, raining. wet, wet. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, no, we've uh, been to the track a couple of times and uh, we had some racing. As I said last week, we're, uh, we're heading off to Donald. We 
went on Sunday. We had the two runners um, and a pretty good day without getting a winner. Uh, we had two seconds, so you can't do much better without getting a winner. Can't do much better. Uh, so Mark's line was very well ridden by Christine in The Maiden. Um, unfortunately, was beaten on the bob of the head by the $1.30 favourite, uh, ridden by her husband. Um, so interesting Christine wasn't sure whether she won or not. And as she came back to the mounting yard, I was standing near the fence. She said, did we get it? And I said, shook my head and said, no. And she turned around as uh, Dean rode past her and just said, fuck you, Yendel. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I thought he'd make it up to me uh, on hot seat later on. And... Uh, the state's best jockey managed to drop his whip. So he did ride two winners on the day, just not for me. Anyway, but a good effort by uh, the big pumpkin. Backed up his, his win with a, with a good solid second. So uh, it's a very good start to the new season uh, without snaring a win, but the next winner is not far away, I reckon. Oh, absolutely. I, I had each way bets on, so I'm a happy... Happy man. Yeah, I was. Um, I uh, interested. I I had a little multi, had a two leg multi. I had uh, Mark's line into hot seat. Um, albeit I had Mark's line to run a place into hot seat to win. <laughs> uh, so that was unlucky. Um, and then going to the start for Mark's line, I thought, geez, that horse looks good. Oh, better grab a cheeky tenner on uh, on Mark's line to win. Only to go down by head. Uh, yeah, the story of my punting, really. But it's, no, it was good. It was good. Prize money increase was good, wasn't it, Russ? Magic. Absolutely. Um, yeah, good way to get, get the season going. Uh, took the uh, the Louis Racehorse and the his mate Dash, who is now named. Um, Ooh. So, well, Louis's not known because I just no. have a few things pending, but Dash is now called the Dashing Rebel. The Dashing Rebel. Love it. So he's, That's uh, almost he's a name named. that I would do my form on. Well, that's <laughs> what I was going for. It rings pretty well. So I'd go, uh, yeah, well, yeah, the Dashing Rebel, we'll win. It'll fit well in the spreadsheet. Um, mm. So we just wait. We're just waiting on Louis. So hopefully everyone's got their uh, my horse racing setup. That will come through pretty quickly. Um, well, yeah, just wait and see. But they had a little uh, two horse jump out at the track this morning. Um, just the two of them had a bit of practice out of the gates uh, and ran up six hundred. You all got the report this morning. They were quite good. Uh, I'll go again next week and uh, and have a little bit more, and and then probably look for a trial the following week. I think, uh, which will be good. Love it. Every, everything's going pretty good there, so we'll keep pushing on. Um, yeah. Apart from that, it is now officially time for foals to be born. Oh, for in the start, 20, twenty-one. Foals. Yeah. 
So we're a couple of weeks off that yet, but um, the first is a Wichita Woman, the horsey eBay mare. With the first cab off the rank. Uh, really? So looking forward to hopefully an Alabama Express Colt. And uh, interesting, yesterday the uh, jump outs, we had Logo Logic roll around the jump outs, um, had a little spin round. He ran second. Um, but we also watched with keen interest, we watched Topeka go around in heat 10. And uh, she ran second to an. Another stablemate of hers for the McAvoy's. Um, ran pretty good time, looked pretty good trial. And uh, I've been informed by two experts today that she's nominated for the 1,000 guineas. The thing that ran first no, in that no, uh, no. jump out she was can... also nominated for the 1,000 guineas. Yeah, well, I'm sure they've got a few mates. No, but uh, they both look smart enough. They beat the rest pretty easily. Um, yeah, apart from that, we're just um, cruising along and uh, another day of work and then I am playing golf. It's a recurring theme, isn't it? Playing golf. I'm playing golf, uh, another golf tour event with Simon. And uh, we're playing at Cranbourne Golf Club. Oh, fantastic. Oh, cranny. So that'll be good. Um, they reckon Cranbourne's pretty good. So looking forward to that. A bit of nice weather will be good too, hopefully. Mm. No more of this uh, you know, wet, muddy rubbish that's been getting dished up. Do some fine weather for a little bit, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, All right, well, let's roll on this to our weekend racing review. There's obviously a couple of seconds at Donald's, but uh, thanks to Healy Bloodstock, where procrastination becomes a realisation. Russell, what do you have for us? Uh, there's a few things on the weekend. And Monday. Find where I wrote it down. Um, at the Valley, I'm Thunderstruck and Tuvalu. Tuvalu? Tuvalu? I don't know how you say it. Uh, they were impressive. They put a big gap on third in that race. Uh, at Morphaville, Bo Rossa won the Lightning Stakes. He was pretty good. Uh, at Eagle Farm, Alpine Edge, he finished off a brilliant two-year-old season with a win on the final day. His targets are now the Golden Rose and Caulfield Guineas. Um, five starts, three wins a second, and six hundred plus thousand dollars worth is not bad for a two-year-old. That's a that's a good wedge, isn't it? Yeah. And at Darwin on Monday, highly decorated, took out the Cup for Nicole Brueggemann. Uh, with Jess Philpot in the saddle. So good result. Uh, that's it. Short and sharp, my bad. Uh, now, usually we'd go on to our punting segment, but uh, we were shit on the weekend, <laughs> so I'm not sure. It was really, really bad. Well, you don't, did, anybody, did anybody hit anything? Let's just skip over it. There was... Uh, 
think a fourteen dollar winner in the bragging rights. Um, uh, other than that, there was not much. Going Did anybody on. hit the multi? No one hit the multi. It uh, was well, that's that's, that's clean bold, clean bold in the multi. Clean bold, going about as good as the Australian cricket team. Yeah. They're going so bad that they're not even televising it. That's how bad they're going. Well, they're playing Bangladesh, so. <laughs> and losing. And losing, that's right. Yeah. That's how bad we're going. Anyway. Um, oh, look, the punting boys, come on. We've, we've got to pull our socks up. We're leading into the spring. Good things got to happen. We've got to get a little bit serious. Mm. Pump the tyres up. Either either that or we're just going to give up. I'd like yes. to see a good no. horse. That's what I'd like to see. I haven't seen anything worth really jumping on and following. But anyway. No, there probably hasn't been any. Apart from Mark's any, line, that is. Yeah, well, you want to follow Mark's line, hot seat in their next runs. Um, hot seat won't be long and Mark's line will. Be a little while, but follow them. That'd be good. Dashing rebel. Is he going to get to the races? Is he? Uh, I think so. I think so. You, I think you'll get to the races. Um, don't know about uh, Louis whether he'll get there or not, but uh, time will tell. See how he how he progresses in the next couple of weeks. What's up, yeah. Richo? Richo, you you're not feeling it. No, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just, is there anything else to say about punting or do we get into, uh, did you see that? I think we're just going to move on and talk about something. Yeah, so, I think you're let, right. Let's move, let's, so, let's move on. 40, Dolphin, the three of us, pull up your socks so that yeah. we can actually talk about something next week. Thank you. Yeah. That's all I've got to Please. say. That- yeah, exactly, exactly. <clears throat> and uh, make the effort to congratulate somebody. Yeah. By deliber- Did we congratulate I anyone last week? I, no, I deliberately ignored it this week. <laughs> I'm sure. Did I? Did I? I thought someone, I someone did. I can't remember who it was. Might have been me. Yeah, Probably was, Richard, because you, you're the best bloke in the group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. It was. It was... It was me. I said, Rusty. Yep, that's it. Rich the soonest yep. of bragging rights went. Yeah. There you go. That's what just about, do. Just about Bradbury, the uh, bragging rights, didn't he? Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. But hey, Bradbury still got a gold and got pl- yep. plenty of endorsements, didn't he? So, you know. So let's look. Have you been watching the Olympics? I know we poo pooed the Olympics, but we've been watching Absolutely. the Olympics. No. No, nothing? No, no basketball? Seen, didn't watch no. basketball, didn't no. watch the speed climbing. Um, Do you know what I did watch? I, uh, I did watch the BMX on Sunday. Well, how good? Saw the, how saw the Aussie good doing his flips. Was the, was the BMX. We snared the gold medal by... Oh, He's won one like far lap, hasn't he? Yeah. But his his go before that, he bombed. Crashed out. 
crashed out and then just just a cheeky oh now i'll show you all how to do it and phew, so it's done right the shop so it's done um, you're not really that's not really the olympic spirit though that guy must have a bit of money because he he built a whole bloody thing in his backyard to practice yeah, i think i think x games might be more his goal than olympics olympics was just a, a bonus along the way i think uh, but that was good. That's good. BMX gold. Um, how about uh, how about our Australian representatives uh, on their flight home? Yeah. So now we've you moved know, on to. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. This is where we're moved on. Yeah, yeah. Quality. That, uh, but what what do we expect? <laughs> well, it's a true Aussie style, wasn't it? Like, you, you've. You spent five years training for this. You got an extra year because you had to wait. Yep. You've gone out there. You've smashed it. You got some gold. Fuck oath. Get pissed and put holes in walls. Yeah. I didn't know they put. I didn't know they put a hole in the wall. I actually don't know much about uh, this story. Was it a hole in the wall or a hole in the cardboard bed? Huh? There's a Did hole they try and throw the cardboard? And apparently, <laughs> and apparently they were all pissed on the way home on the flight too. Yeah. And apparently, apparently they were uh, that they were sneaking alcohol from the attendants or or, like, or there was some, you know, We've all polluting. Done that. Yeah, We've all done that. I mean, yeah, somebody lord, threw up in a toilet. Yeah, you can't let lord bloody um. Hey, it was in the toilet. hands on the bloody way home or on the flight, and then criticise yeah. these guys for doing it. Like, what's the difference? Nah. It would be un-Australian not Booney to. can hold it a bit more and he doesn't throw <laughs> yeah, that's up. Right. That's right. Just keeps it in his moustache. <laughs> <laughs> Just catches it. Yeah, no, uh, I've got no yeah. problem with them. I've got no problem with it. Like, as long as they weren't obnoxious or rude to anyone. And, then, well, I mean, and to be fair, they get home and then they get stuck in the desert in the middle of the Northern Territory for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, Hopefully they had some of that booze. <laughs> and they were very categoric that they got three meals a day and no alcohol. Well, you know, got to go through a bit of a dry spell. You top up. Exactly. That's good. Uh, yes. I've, uh, I've good Any, anything? Is it Olympic themed? No, it's not. So if you want to finish more Olympics, do that first and then... Uh, I don't know. Um, well, what about tonight we've got the 800-metre final, the, the first uh, Australian to make an 800-metre final. Spag bowl. For, I'm going to... If it's all spag bowl, spag bowl in the final. Is he, is he racing Frank and Beans or...? <laughs> the Swedish meatball. Oh, uh, oh no. <laughs> Frankenbeans is on the commentary team, isn't he? Shervington. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I guess that's where you're going with it. Um, yeah. Actually, I did see the um, some dude won uh, the 400 metre hurdles and everyone cracked the shits and said he was cheating. Cheating, yeah. Technology in his shoes. Because he smashed what? it, right? Yeah, yeah. He smashed it by like two seconds. No, it wasn't that much. It was seven and a seven seventy five hundredths of a second that he beat it by, almost oh, a okay. second, which is an enormous. Like it's still a massive. 
you know, you're not shaving six hundredths off you. That's a bloody long yeah. way. But so what? What's in the shoes? Flubber. <laughs> Well, they said that they said that you, this is it. The tracks made out of oh, flubber. Oh man, we're having and the bloody, shoes are made out of flubber. We're, made, we're having <laughs> bloody flashbacks to some really bad movie from the nineties. <laughs> Robin Williams. <laughs> yes. Robin Williams. He was great. You know, may you, you rest in peace. I loved yeah. that movie as a kid, right? And then I made my kids watch it, and I'm sitting there watching it, going, "Oh my god!" <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> it don't work. Eh? <laughs> this well, this is it. Like, there's some things. You just got to let live in your memory. You can't watch them again. You just yeah. got to remember because when you yeah. watch them again, all that shit. We um we watched Caravan of Courage the other day. I don't know if you remember the Ewok movie back in the day. Ooh. Best thing ever. It's just horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> uh, we digress. Yeah, anyway. yeah. yeah he cheated. That's the cheating. Yeah, so he so cheated. So how did he cheat? I don't know. Some he, he, didn't he but, work with um, the Mercedes F one team or something? I might be stretching there. But, he, he no, hang on. Now. You're off. Oh, no, 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 no. The Great Britain cycling team worked with Mercedes to do the front forks on their bikes for the pursuit, and they created them like aerofoils, which is supposed to divert the air around the. Around the rider. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. Sorry. I, I... <laughs> You're now I'm researching this. I, I am because um, uh, i curious because um, I read it somewhere. Curious. Just today. Cur- no. Curious didn't go to the Olympics. Party got a bronze though. Uh, it's funny because you talk about cheating because there was comments. It was Mercedes-Benz. Warholm wears a Puma brand of spikes designed in collaboration with Mercedes-Benz and containing a carbon fibre plate slammed as bullshit by the Nike spikes, which he said gave too much of an advantage. I don't understand what this is. Uh, anyway, um, <coughs> the Danish cyclists in the team pursuit, and they had the um, kinesiology tape down the the all four of the riders had kinesiology tape down the front of their shins um, that aided in aerodynamics, and that is actually yeah. illegal. That is actually cheating. Anyway. So you can't put kinesiology tape, which I would have thought would creating an air resistance because it's rough, not smooth. No, well. Uh, no. Anyway, I'm not a scientist. I'm not the expert. Rules are rules, Ash. Rules yeah, rules. but but the Great Britain team could have their bike frames designed by an F1 team. What that difference does that make? Made the. But what I'm saying, if it's against the rules to enhance your aerodynamics. No, it's not against. No, no, you're not allowed to wear anything. Then they oh. should all just ride naked. Apart from your uniform. <laughs> I don't want to know about your fantasies, mate. I'm just talking about the cycling, all right? Okay, while we're talking about cycling, did you watch the Australian qualifying? Oh, run? yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, shit. Did you see that, Richard? No. Nah. No. Oh. So 
The guy he is in fourth position. He's just peeled off, come back into fourth position. He's tucked in behind his three teammates, and all of a sudden he crashes. Nobody know what happened. Face first. Is this the dude whose bike Face first. Face. The handlebars and head stem of his bike completely snapped off, drove his head into the boards. He just went whack, whack. right? But, has, like, haven't there been multiple bike falling apart in this games? Wasn't it just him? Wasn't there another? I'm not sure. I did see the Great Britain women's team on the, on the victory lap. Was it Great Britain or, or the women? Oh, on the no. victory no, that, no, no, or, that. Uh, but, yeah, um, she ran into a teammate and crashed. Oh. <laughs> I could take that on the victory lap. I wouldn't care less. The Danish, the shit out of it. The Danish guys in the pursuit, um, the British, the pommy guy fell off the back of his teammates and he was just going slow. <laughs> and the Danish guy, front guy, he had his head down, peddling away, didn't see him, ran into the back of him. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> and then they abused the pommy guy, and it wasn't even his fault. It was the Danish guy with his head down, not looking where he was going. Hilarious. Oh, I, yeah. I can't I – can't, what, oh, what sport were we watching? So many good things happen at the Olympics. Oh, how about the worst dive in history? See the Canadian diver? She got it all wrong anyway. She just ended up falling off the end of the thing. She got zeros. <laughs> Belly flop? No, no, it wasn't quite that bad. I just thought, oh, oh, I just had flashbacks to Greg Laganus hitting his head on the board. Oh, shit. Like all that training and all that shit. One of, uh, there was another one we're talking about um, athletes turfing it. Uh, In the decathlon, one of the legs is long jump. Was oh, that the decathlon? Oh, you go. Yeah. Did you? Did anyone happen to see the uh, long jump? I'm trying to find it. Russ, do you remember the uh, the team? Uh, it was either Germany, Germany or Belgium North. or something. Belgium might look like he got shot right at the line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, he must have slipped on the board or something. He just kind of fell on the ground. <laughs> He, he basically hit the board and then his legs stopped working. <laughs> <laughs> and he just dove with his face straight into the sand. And just laid there for a while. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, I actually think something snapped when he hit the board on his leg because oh, really? either, yeah, either his leg broke or his knee or something gave way and, it, yeah, he actually did a big mischief. And his leg just stopped working and he just went. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we love to laugh at other people's misfortune. (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh, There's got to be something of your own. No, no, nobody likes that. Um, There's got to be, there's got to be, you know, some more great outtakes from from the Olympics or somewhere. What about last week we spoke about, um, you know, a cheeky magic. I never I never got an update 
or a, a video of you um, ordering I didn't magic? Make it. I, I didn't make it anywhere for a magic. I am going to the office tomorrow, though, so I, uh, maybe I'll get one from the coffee shop there and just send it through, the old magic order. Love that, love it. See what happens. But, uh, yeah. No, so I've got to, I've got to did you see that? Uh, you didn't see this, by the way. Okay. I know you didn't. So um, big shout-out to John. He's uh, Sarsen's dad. Yep. Uh, Long-time listeners will remember Long-time. him. One-time, Long-time, one-time question asker. One-time question um, asker. It was good. You got another question? No. No. Damn Bumped it. into him on the uh, when we were going for a walk the other day, and uh, he's no longer a horse owner. What? So oh. uh, horse didn't show anything. So right. uh, Hayes oh. said, no, nah, not happening. So they uh, got round to the consortium and got the agreement. So uh, the horse was originally purchased for $250,000 and it sold for 6500 Ouch. Yeah. So. Yep. It's, it's the other side of horse racing, the, uh, the ones you not, don't hear about so much. Um, so. But you know what? It's good to know that he's back in the game for a new one. <laughs> mm. Well, the problem is I think... Uh, he's not burnt, is he? He's not burnt by it, is no, he? No, he's, he's not burnt, but... Um, look, they, didn't the, they didn't upsell him. They didn't upsell him. No, 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 he's... Uh, is I think they're looking at uh, uh, they're looking at another big stable, and I did say because he's like, oh, and I was chatting to him. He's like, I just want to go to the races. I said, man, if you just want to go to the races, come come to McKnight Racing. You get to go to the races all the time. That's fine. Well, Cost you heaps well, less, but. Uh, yeah, we love uh, well, we love to shamelessly, you know, plug things or push our own barriers on this podcast. This share is still available in the half brother to Bella Valley John. Grab a share. There you go. Grab your wife. Grab your mate. Grab your son-in-law. Grab whoever you want. Grab some bloke off the, you know, coffee shop line ordering a magic. Come on board. We'll look after you. You get plenty of updates. You don't get any bullshit. You know, come and have a good time. Richo knows where the farm is. Absolutely. Forget about this. Um, Russie's got a bed in Hong Kong, clearly, somewhere. <laughs> India. Um, yeah. John, come and get on board. We welcome you with open arms. Um, I hate nothing more than hearing people's horror stories of going into racehorse ownership, especially for the first time. Because at the end of the day, it's about going to the races. Win, lose, or draw. Get into the races, you know, blowing the froth on, off a few and having a good day, getting a bit of a shout. That's what it's about. Absolutely. So I'll keep you updated as to... What the next purchase is? I just gave it to you, Richard. Just gave you what the next purchase is. <laughs> you know? 
Where's the influence? Do I need to talk to Sars? Get Sars on the podcast. Let's. No, no, Sars. Sars is on the wagon. She did try to talk him into it, but mm. I don't know. Oh well, I think it's the prestige, the names. He likes the names. Likes. Why if you want that, if you if you want okay, we've got three minutes. Let's talk about that. Why? Why are people so fascinated with the name, but they're happy to shell out thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for nothing? Because John's story isn't an isolated one. There is many, many, many others just like John. So why? Are they the masters of spin? Is that the lure of the big lights, mate? It's marketing. It's marketing. It's you see, you see them. You see, like we, you look at the racing sheet and you see, fuck, they've got fifteen horses in. They must be good. And you've you've heard, you know, they've they've had the Group One winners and stuff like that. It's it's getting scooped up. So, Richo. of the people you know that would have shares in racehorses, excluding us, how many of those do you think would have experienced the highest of highs? I don't know. Define highest of highs. Hmm. Oh, highest of highs. Well, highest highs is group one. Group one. Yeah, not many. No. So you've obviously got an acquaintance who has a share in high emotion. Yep. High emotions won a group three. Yeah, I think he's had horses before that uh, yep. have won group ones. That. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, so okay. Well, there's there's one in your circle, and he's. Small share. Um, mm-hmm. Russell? Because you guys got a bigger network than I've got. How do we have a bigger network than of people who got, got, not that are into pe- horses? But of people who would possibly be into those small shares, the pe- people who are close to me, well, you guys, so <laughs> you guys are in horses with me. So... Um, <laughs> You know, I, I can go and find you plenty of people who have, you know, had, you know, group one winning horses. They're one of a thousand people and find you any amount of them. Um, but I tell you what, I can find you a lot more that have never had a winner and keep flocking to those, you know, and really don't enjoy it much at all. They don't go to the races. They get their email and their generic, you know, Dear sir, madam, or other. Yeah. But that's, that's just not what racing horses is about. Not from our point of view. And Russell to, pushes this really well. Tend to agree. Yeah. I, like, I got a mate who's in, a guy I used to work with, he's retired now. He's in Island Joy. She's going around on Saturday at Flemington. She's won at Flemington but she's still halfway to her purchase price. 
and now she's a four-year-old mare. Yeah. Like if if we if we win a race at Flemington, we're like paid for uh, for the rest of its life. Yeah. Well, five times over our purchase price. <laughs> Hey. All right, Russ, you have a good take on this subject and I like your opinion on it, but you just reinforce what, reinforce what we believe and I know you passionately believe about racehorse ownership and the experience. <laughs> I, I'm being led somewhere. I'm not sure where I'm going. Um just wing well, it. Just wing it. Been doing this for over a year. Just wing it. Well, like I said, it, and like Richard said, like it's about the experience. It's not about the level you get to. It's about enjoying the ride and the roller coaster that is racehorse ownership because it can be a it can be a real downer. And and, and I say that. Um, in the most genuine way, genuine way I can, because my most, my biggest down at the moment or that I've had is just a lack of runners. <laughs> it oh, sounds really I sad. Thought it, I thought it was Yendel dropping his whip on Sunday. Well, possibly, but but like we, we've been, we yeah, you know, we've taken a fourteen thousand dollar horse to Flemington to run down the straight, and and he, and he didn't run. Yeah, you know, didn't run bad. He didn't Did we know that. Uh, when you can stand there and your horse is leading to the course proper and you think, go, you good thing, that's an experience. It's, it's fantastic. And, and we've bought another one for nine grand who has run down the Flemington Strait. Will they ever get back to that? We don't know. We'll might be better so. than that. Let's, he might be uh, better. Who knows? He might mature and improve. And, time out. Yeah. He might have got stronger. That's right. Um, so... You know, you don't have to spend, but but these people spending, you know, like like I was saying about I'll, I'll enjoy you, mate. To buy five percent, spent fifteen grand to, for his share, and she, you know she hasn't even got halfway to that. Plus costs, just I I wouldn't sleep well if I spent that much money on a horse that is an entertainment. That would probably have something to do with the knife your wife would have in your back. <laughs> I make up for it by having too many. But um, <laughs> uh, so I, I spent a lot. But, you know, but uh, in, fa- in fairness, she loves them more than you do. Well, yeah, she, she doesn't agree that she was the reason we bought the last racehorse anyway. Um <laughs> But it was her fault because I wasn't going to buy it. She told me to, and I said, "Well, you don't have to tell me twice." Um, but yeah, no. I think it, I think it was when I win a race with it for you, then you'll go see Vanessa. That's right. see what a great investment, and I'll love it because she'll think that she, it was her idea, and she'll say, "Well, let's yeah. buy some more." That Absolutely magic. But uh, it's it's just fun, and you got you got to get in at the right at the at level you want. But but we really want people to stay in the game. Like you said, uh, that's my biggest fear is that people go and spend fifteen grand, and then they get nothing for it, and then they're like, "I'm not doing that again." Does Richo? We're use, we're using our our long time listener John as a uh, you know an example here of the two extremes. You got Russell on one side who 
is very loyal and and he's a great mate and he's you know been awesome for me. And then you've got John who's in the biggest stable and looking for the the highlights and the fanfare and the, you know after this bit of an experience where the horse hasn't got to the track at all, money's gone poof, it's gone. Um there's no return out of a six thousand sale for his share. Does he? Is he at all? Is he all at all bitter or disgruntled about the process, or is he just go? No, nah, that's like playing the share market. It shit itself. Let's just go again. Yeah, look, this this was a ten minute conversation on uh, on Sunday while walking. So, he, look. I, no, he's not bitter. I think no. he, you know he's he's he smart, knew what he was getting with his eyes open, yeah. and you know he you know yeah it's you know it's entertainment money, it's fun money, it's play money, whatever it is. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, no, I don't think he's bitter. No, it's it's a funny it's a funny scenario though, given that he was asking about insurance. So I don't think they had to worry about insurance because our horses are never worth enough to worry about insurance. Um, and, and there's the perfect example about the insurance. You don't or can't insure for lack of performance. That's right. So, uh, did they end up getting the insurance, Richard? Yes. That whack, that insurance would have almost been as much as I spend on horses, full stop. The insurance bill would have been more than the horse made at digital auction. Yeah, yeah but he got an insu- he got insurance for his share. Yeah. I don't think that means they have to go and get it. So, yeah, he, he got it for his share. I don't think it's yeah. – so what did he own, like 5%, 10%, whatever yeah. it was? So. Yeah, yeah. 5% of that. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's we harp on the point that there is more than just the big syndicate, big trainer, you know, for racehorse ownership um, and race the, the racehorse experience. Um, there's lots of great smaller trainers um, with great communication and they're great people, have good success, have a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, and people have a have a you know a really good time in owning a racehorse and something they can talk about for years to come. So um, yeah, I would say to everybody, just keep your eyes open and uh, yeah, don't be afraid to shout out to you know the smaller guy or ask around and yeah, you know, don't always get sucked into the big marketing campaign. It's actually hilarious when you say that because there was a guy who he's actually got a share in San Marino, and he was all going onions. Out. No, it's not um, onions. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> uh, and he wanted ten percent originally, and, and it's the thing that people don't think about. Like they think about the initial price, but they don't think about the ongoing costs. And that's the most important thing. the The initial price, <laughs> I, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to say it out loud because it sounds really stupid, but it's it's kind of insignificant 
compared to the ongoing costs. Yeah, like I buy horses for 10 to 15 grand, but they cost more than that to train every year. And yeah. they and every year. So so I, I don't yeah. And that is the big thing, like Richo say about John. And what did he say to you, Richo? He said, I just want to go to the races. And Absolutely. I think gotta get involved with people, just get horses to the races, you know. So, you know, you can look at all the stats all day long of the big stables and, you know, they train this percentage of winners and they've trained this many group winners. And, but if the number of horses they have that go through their stable every year, what's the percentage of those that never make the racetrack? And I think you'll find that percentage is quite high. Whereas a lot of smaller trainers can't afford that to happen. They can't afford attrition. So their horses always get to the races. You know, they go a bit steady. It might take you a little bit longer, but they make sure you get there. And it's actually the, the most common comment I see in some of the racing groups on Facebook is that, oh, they've sacked our horse after two starts and said it's no good. You know, what can we do? How can we? It's like people, that, that's and that's exactly it. The, the, the trainers, the syndicators, like you said, they need turnover. They need to, to turn the horses over to get the, the good ones. But the people who own them, they want to stay in them. Mm. Like even mm. San Marino, who had a, a syndicated owner group, two of the guys who owned him before we got him are still in him now because they, they see the potential in him and they want to keep racing. Yeah. Um, and the, the big trainers, yeah. they just don't care. They don't want to give them a fair crack. They don't want to give them the time that they might need. They just want to get younger horses into the stable who might get to the top level. And oh, it's crazy, crazy. And everyone's different. Everyone wants to do their own thing. I yeah. get that. But oh, I don't know. I just want to be in racing for a long time. Yeah. I mean, the, the bottom line being is like John said, he just wants to go to the races. Win, lose, or draw. He wants to go to the races, pat his horse, you know, shake the trainer's hand, hurl abuse at a jockey, and away we go. Ashes hated that. Hey, it wasn't me. It was jockey on jockey abuse on Sunday. Jockey on jockey. Domestic abuse. Now, I think it's time for us to get a bit more serious. Okay. Yes. Go to uh, our favourite, Australia's favourite, the world's favourite, definitely our co-executive producer, <laughs> Judy's favourite. The best thing about this one is I'm told this was taken in the broad daylight, but the lens refraction <laughs> of your white skin has made everything look dark. Wow. <laughs> Um, overexposed. I think this is on the Penang trip, actually, we yeah. spoke about last week. Yeah. Uh, I'd tell you what, looks like you've got the shorts uh, very similar to when you got your cricket bat for Christmas. <laughs> real happy pants going on and uh, some sort of budgery gar going on on the T-shirt. Yeah. What is going on? Happy on the bird. bridge. That is... Uh, that's a bit of – and, yeah, the uh, the whitest of white. It's almost like you're not wearing a T-shirt and you've got a good <laughs> tattoo. 
Yeah, I'm looking happy as Larry. Who's uh, who's who's the people behind you? Well, one's, one's Judy, Mark. one's one's Jude's, and uh, the other fella um is a bloke by the name of Bill Leckie. Um, he's no longer with us anymore. He passed hmm. away uh, ooh, a fair while ago now. He was uh, a big supporter of Trevinson Park. Um, him and his friend Barry, who was a jeweler in Singapore. Um, that was, you know, you know, back when men were men and friends were gay. But uh, <laughs> Uh, politically, we're politically correct on fourth, not first. Two. Um, yeah, anyway, he, he was a good fella and a you know, good supporter of uh, of Trevinson Park. Um, yeah, that's somewhere in Penang, going to a, somewhere. I'm not sure. Why, why does it look like Bill, you said, and Judy yep. are about to flip you off they that bridge or something? <laughs> oh, well, look, if, if anybody has seen my mother walk across. Anything that is not completely sturdy ground, um, i.e. concrete, um, she has a tendency to fall over. Oh, no. Um, and don't worry, Richo, in your next email to the co-executive producer, why don't you ask her how she fell down the stairs at the Horsham trotting track? All right. What was she doing at the trots? Uh, we were another story for another time. There's a photo of that somewhere. I don't know where that is, but yeah, it looks like mum had the shit beat out of it. So, anyway, um, yes, so Jude's wouldn't have managed to get across that bridge without hanging on to something. And so you're just standing there taking the piss, going, mum can't even walk on here. Dad would <laughs> be taking the photo. Um, she <laughs> to this day, every time she's fallen over or something happening like that, she has blamed us for it. Um, we don't even have to be there. She 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 fell over in the front paddock and broke her ankle. We weren't even there, but it was our fault. Um, so yeah, right. you know, yeah. Hmm. What's, what's, yeah that's, what's yeah. the watch? That's a Rolex. Like a. We're in Asia. Rolex spelt with a like C K yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> It's, yeah. one those, X. it's one of those Rolexes and then the R falls off. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, it'll, it'll, that, I'm pretty sure that's a watch from one of the um, night markets. Yeah. yeah it's, you purchased it on the way home for sure. Yeah. You've just yeah. bought it. Yeah. Love and life. I reckon you could be spot on there. Would, that's probably where we'd been, probably out to the night markets. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. All right. And Judy looks where very dressed by, up. Um, Looks yeah, like she's been out somewhere very style. nice and you've just slapped on your, your happy pants. <laughs> the, yep. the, the 80s shorts. Um, mm. Yeah. And no one had to turn the lights on because Ash just walked around. That's right. Iridescent yeah. skin. In fact, <laughs> just Richard, I think, I think those, um, those shorts would probably fit pretty good into my collection now, I reckon. Bloody oath, they would. They are some very good. They are very good. Pool shorts, they are. <laughs> Yeah, we see some well, of the shorts you've worn at golf. So, <laughs> they probably I know my my pool shorts. My pool shorts are next level. 
yeah. Oh, that's right. Obscene so sorry, the golf shorts are uh, actually fees shorts that you just wear to golf. Is that right? That's true. You got to save money why. somewhere, Russell. <laughs> <laughs> my wife lets you wear her clothes to golf, but each to their own. And uh, but it was good. It's good. There we go. Enjoyed that. Number one in the can. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, we better get serious. We have the serious end of the year. We better talk some footy. We better. How did, how did our multis go on the weekend? Uh, um, Ash got one, uh, two legs out of six. Two hard legs. You got uh, the Western Bulldogs, Adelaide, over 142 points, and Port Adelaide head-to-head. And Carlton. I tipped Carlton, didn't I? No. So, so that was Ash. Richo okay. got two legs out of five. He got Carlton head to head and Sydney one to thirty nine. All right. It's a bit hard when Not West Coast great, don't win. Oh, that was just Geelong tried to lose to yeah. North Melbourne, um, and Brisbane lost the whole thing. What is going on in the world, please? Somebody said to me during the week that they're convinced that these teams are working out who is the big price for the weekend and they're all loading up on it and the other team's laying down. It's happening a lot. They were wearing a tinfoil hat. I can't see it happening. I, I, I... It's probably the right times to be doing it, you know, with COVID. The clubs are probably suffering a little bit from um, reduced revenue or something. But, um, nah, <laughs> just can't see that. No. No. It's not the 80s mm. anymore. Well, they can't go overseas on their trip. So. <laughs> That's right. All right, so what do you got for us? Yeah, so, oh, it's a good question. Um, I'm just looking at it. <laughs> having trying to, yeah, muddle my way into it. Five finger swiping. Quite a bit of, uh, there's not, there's not much on offer. There's no, uh, look, before I work that out, what, what about Clarkson? Yeah, is that what a shamozzle? Isn't that just a shamozzle of three and a half weeks or whatever yeah. it was? Just oh, that's right. Jeff, Jeff Kennett just proved that he's a politician still at heart. <laughs> Tells you one thing, does the opposite. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't understand it. What I really don't understand is right. Is the players came and said to whoever running the show we can't have this situation anymore so they say they tell, tell them Clarkson's gone and then they come out and play for him like they did against Brisbane I, it's all, it doesn't it's all make crap, sense huh? if if they're not happy with it they don't play well I, it just mm. what and what kind of what how does that reflect on Mitchell <laughs> I, I I sit there scratching my head about the whole thing. I don't understand. They're really not setting him up for success, are they? No, no. Doesn't doesn't strike me as a place. If you were a player coming into free agency, 
the, and Cawthorn knocked on the door and you saw all this stuff going on. You're like, yeah, I want to go there. Nah, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, anyway, <sighs> they've had success. They can sit at the bottom for a while, hopefully. That's it. That's it. How'd you go, Ash? You got anything for us? I'm just, yeah, I'm working on it. Just give me, you know, just give me a little bit. I'm working on it. Trying to, trying to come up with a winner. Just one head to head winner. Just one head to head. That's all I'm trying to come up with. The first time ever. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I, I, and I know I can talk about Carlton here. I was so impressed with the response. Like, but but then I sit there and I think, like, their, their intent, Carlton's intensity was amazing for the first half on Friday night. And you think, where's that been for the 19 yeah. rounds prior to tonight? When, and your coach has been under pressure for a long time. Why do you wait to round 20? Oh, football, footballers are really dumb. <laughs> yeah. I think we can surmise that. Anyway, so what do you got? Okay. I got something. Okay, I, I got something. I got something. So I got a four-legger. I'm getting that the legs are coming down. <laughs> till we get to grand final week. <laughs> right. uh, okay, so leg one, Cats v Giants. Geelong Cats to win by one to thirty-nine. The dollar ninety-two. Richmond v North Melbourne. I have Richmond line minus fifteen and a half. I know it's risky, <laughs> and I was going to go the other way. I know it's risky, but. Surely we can't let North Melbourne be. Surely they play pretty good footy at the moment. Yeah. What is it? Dollar ninety. Dollar ninety. Hawthorne v Collingwood. Total points one sixty and a half over. And the big one, West Coast v Melbourne. As Melbourne's newest supporter, Melbourne to win. <laughs> By forty plus at four dollars. Your oh, odds boost that thirty-one thirty-nine for your four legger. Yep, that sounds good actually. It's not bad. Oh, that's uh, okay. Oh, that's nice. Okay. I've got a six-legger. Oh. I like insects. Oh, I'm big. So I've got Richmond 1 to 39 at $2. Just got Carlton just to win. I reckon the Giants are going to get within 31 and a half points of Geelong. So I've taken that line, GWS plus 31. Mm-hmm. I have Sydney Swans to beat St Kilda. Hawthorne on the nose, $1.90. And the Brisbane Lions to win by one to 39. Six of the best legs. Uh, odds boost that into $30.92. Thank you. 
So I was just going to see what So Hawthorne playing Collingwood. What price do you get, Richard? Yeah. Well, I was deep. boosted to 30.92. Oh, I got 31.72. <laughs> I got a fat thumb it. Richmond won 39. Yeah, $2. Carlton on the nose. Yeah, $1.24. GWS line. $2. Sydney Swans. $1.40. Hawthorne. Dollar ninety, Brisbane one to thirty nine, two dollars ten, yeah, thirty one seventy two. Just know. good. Well oh, done. Let's put it on. We'll call it a bonus. Yeah. It's on. It's Rich, done. I, Rich, I get shafted every week on the prices. But we'll take that. Yeah. I'll take thirty ninety two if it gets it's, up. It's a bit. It's a bit like our multi with dolphins tips, isn't it? They always go down. They never they're start always a, over $2. They're always, no, they're always thirty every time. <laughs> every single time. They were $2 when I put them in there. And then yeah, was, and that's the rule. That's the rule. Then there was 10 scratchings, and then they backed the shit out of it. And anyway. Still ran fourth. <laughs> so my, my horse ran fourth. I did run a hashtag on the weekend. But I was still the first one. Yeah. Um, still on footy. Um, retirements this week. Chris Main. Chris Main retired. Lim Jong. Mm-hmm. Lim Jong. That's uh, Lim yeah, Jong's a little sad, that one, isn't it? It is a bit. Interesting career, isn't it? 10 years at the Bulldogs. He's only played 65 games. Yeah. And, and he could have been really good. He, yeah, when he's on the part, he's really good, but he's. Injury toll is like how he did it for 10 years. I have no uh, idea. I agree. It's crazy. He could have been like the, I don't want to make it racial, but the Asian oh. draw card for the AFL and really bring more Asians into footy. Because even, you know, I look at country, uh, sorry, country junior footy at the moment, there aren't many Asian kids playing. I watch games at all different age groups and they just there just aren't many that play. And it's really an untapped market because the kids my, my kids go to school with, I would, I would say like at least 40% of them are Asian. Just not playing footy. It's weird. Anyway. Sad. They're really, really good at Fortnite though. There was another one, uh, Venables from West Coast. Premiership player? Yes. Yeah, 22. Mm. Concussion. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's pretty crap when you it's get... It's a bit sad, really. Yeah. yeah that, you know, because that not only, okay, you don't play footy, but it affects... Mm. The rest of your life as well. Like when your if your concussion is that bad that you can't play contact sport, yeah. you know you you're in a bit of trouble. Oh, absolutely. I watched the most sickening thing concussion wise. Um, the coach's son from my son's under twelve team, he was playing and running flat out looking at the ball with a kid looking at the ball running flat out the other way. Oh, no, no. 
face to face, sickening mm. sound. Um, mm. The coach's kid for our team got up and walked off the ground and he was bleeding from the nose. It looked like he'd broken his nose. Turns out he hadn't broken his nose, but he had suffered a concussion. So he's out for two weeks. The other kid, they had to carry off the ground. And we don't know how he was because he was from the opposition. And yeah, that's that's the thing that I don't I don't want to see is like young kids getting concussions. And yeah, because that's it's a long time to be playing from under twelves to even just enjoying yourself. Oh God, worrying about it as a parent. Yeah. Anyway, fingers crossed. All right. Absolutely. Yeah, not good. It's, yeah, especially as a parent. It's, um, yeah, you don't want to see that happen. But you don't want to stop kids from playing sport either. No, no, that's exactly right. Yeah. We, we need to encourage more sports, I think. Massive. Totally agree. So, um, anyway, maybe that's... Just my view. I don't know. No, no, I agree. No. It's it's definitely something like as a kid, we didn't have all the distractions that the kids have got these days. But hmm. all I ever wanted to do when I was a kid was play sport, be a professional sports person. I don't know. I watch some of these kids throw their bloody careers away as professionals and think, how? Why? Why? <laughs> Yeah, you exactly. live in other people's dreams, but mm. I don't know what pressures they're under and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, anyway. but yeah, but no, that's right. I'm trying to coach. I, I'm actually really wrapped. Like the one, one kid, my oldest doesn't want to play sport, team sport in particular. But he's started um, umpiring and stuff, and that's oh, cool. Yeah. This is involved in making, facilitating other people to play sport, which I think is good. Yeah. And umpires can make a decent quid. Yeah. He, <laughs> he treats it like a job and he tries to do more than one game a week. And Oh, well, that's all right. At least he's got a bit of focus and having a go. And it's got to be, I'd rather be doing that than stacking the shelf at yeah. Coles. For sure. Yeah. Um, with five minutes to go. Racing on the weekend. Yep. Flemington. Yep. I got I got a couple for Flemington. For anybody that listens. What you got? Well, the podcast horse Ashford Street. <laughs> um, it's flying. It it looks like it could be a smart little horse. Um, so I wouldn't let it go around and not be having a nibble at ten dollars. Uh, and the bet of the day for me is King Magnus. Why, you why would you get off that? Odds boost that to four dollars forty. Three eighty at the moment. Take four forty and just. Lana coming next. off another Saturday winner. Yeah, she's ticking along really well. Um, hopefully between now and then she gets some sleep because I saw her this morning and she looks exhausted. Mm. So, Lana, if you're listening, maybe have a day off, but just not a day when I want you to ride track work. She just came off a week without racing. <laughs> but the funny part is 
all the jockeys, I've had this conversation with a couple of them, said the same thing. They all rode work all week. They didn't, couldn't go anywhere. They couldn't have... A, this is the time of year where jockeys do tend to have a week off and they just haven't been able to do it. Um, so it's, you know, it's just as hard on them as it is anyone else. No, you know, in the industry. I, I, so I agree, but, they, but someone like Alana would have been riding work and then going and race riding <laughs> on the same day hmm. all week. And then, I don't know. I, I would have thought there would be a little bit for jockeys that were, you know, not your Craig Williams who doesn't ride much work. Yeah, only rides races. I like wouldn't take much pressure off him, but people who are, you know, in Ballarat doing their track work and then having to get to bloody Wangaratta to ride races or Packenham or Cranbourne or whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, she went to Packenham yesterday for one ride that went slowly. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't comment. I've got one for tomorrow in nice. Sydney in the last, and I'm very, very keen. I actually, I'm just trying to find the price. Uh, hand spun. I screwed oh, it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's in. It's $11. Ooh. It might be my multi tip. Nice. It is. Can you say it's in tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I heard. I <laughs> tomorrow. Richard? Tomorrow? I heard tomorrow. I, was, right I was about to get on it. Yeah, you I met, so was I. I was looking for <laughs> it. A Thursday load up. Yeah. You meant what I knew. Come on, boys. There's only one person that does read between the lines here, and it's not you. <laughs> no, it's not me. <laughs> I can't understand a word you're saying. Um, yeah, no, pretty comfortable. I like... Um, for what it's worth. <laughs> uh, too good, too hard in the eighth at Flemington. I think that'll be my multi-tip, actually. Is that the Ori Star? Ori Star. Yeah, this is the Ori Star. I'm just looking at it. Johnny, get angry back. Yeah, it's way um, too short for no, it. In a 1,200. I don't understand it. Uh, but <laughs> obviously, Dennis knows his horse is better than we do. But it seems a bit short. I would have thought he'd start at 14 yeah. at the minimum. But... You, yeah, yeah, you would have thought. Um... Especially, especially running around that type of race. Like, I don't know, what he's, what's his rating off a derby? Group one winner. Uh, let me look what, what, what. 59 kgs. He's under and four rated. He is the top rated horse in the mm. field. Yeah. Of seven starts and one win. It'd be interesting how he comes back. And uh, Richo in the ninth, double down, your old mate back. Shot of Irish. Irish. <laughs> oh, actually, so shot of Irish came third the other week. Fourth. Fourth, yeah. Fourth, yeah. What do you reckon? Is he any chance of um, being a mulligan? Yeah. Nah, well, yeah, we'll put him in. Causing a mulligan. He's going to cause cause Absolutely. you to get to have to, you know, have a mulligan. So. That's right. Uh, that's is coming crazy. Back, coming back yeah, really well on the inside. They hit it a bobber. Maybe Loremus just from under the eyeball. 